Welcome to Luxury News Weekly, your number one source for luxury news. I'm your host, Simba Wakatama. And I'm your host, Elizabeth Solaru. Hello and welcome to a special edition of Luxury News Weekly. That's right. This is not a normal episode. This is Luxury News Weekly's worst This is the worst of the worst stories for 2021. And a lot of these stories you haven't heard before because they are from our clubhouse rooms mostly. So this is going to be exciting. Let's start with number one. This is uh, one of the worst because of its controversy. So we're talking about the Tiffany & Co. campaign with Beyonce and Jay-Z. Now, for those who don't know... Tiffany & Co. was recently acquired by LVMH and in an effort to, I'm assuming, boost popularity, sales, etc, 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 they decided to take the most iconic musicians in the luxury space in the black community and put them in an advertisement. Now, there's nothing wrong with that per se, but it gets worse. Now, Beyonce is pictured wearing a priceless princess diamond, which is 128 carats on her necklace. And she was praised for being one of the only women and the only black woman to ever wear this uh, necklace. Now, that diamond was mined in South Africa in 1877, aka Blood Diamond. Okay, but wait, there's more. They also featured a Basquiat, a rare Basquiat that had never been seen before. And everyone was like, Where did this thing come from? Apparently, Tiffany & Co. bought this rare Basquiat that was privately owned. And the first time they make a public appearance, it's in an ad. It's in an advertisement. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Elizabeth, please give me your take. Well, I think the backlash that accompanied this particular campaign by Jay-Z and Beyonce for Tiffany was one which... I don't think the couple themselves expected because on the face of it, there was the first black woman trope. Oh, you know, Beyonce, first black woman to wear this diamond, et cetera, et cetera. And then accompanying the campaign as part of the campaign and in a bid to promote black causes, the campaign also pledged to donate $2 million to historically black colleges and universities. This on the face of it is a good move. However, as you pointed out rightly, number one, blood diamond. Number two, the 30 million that the diamond has been valued is far, far, far larger than the $2 million which the couple or which the company pledged to black causes. Now, Beyonce and Jay-Z are held as an example in the black community. It was very sloppy of them not to have done their research. Even if they couldn't do the research, their handlers, publicists, business managers, they could have done the research. And another thing is, Tiffany, I believe, they could have created an entirely different diamond for Beyonce to wear. I personally think this was a very lazy campaign they just wanted a black couple, a black powerful, t- you know, excellence, typifying couple to be at the forefront of their campaign without really sitting down and thinking of how this would look and thinking of how all the threads connect. 
So that's why people were very, very upset. Very, very, very upset. And to make matters worse, they didn't just anger, well, black people in general, and then people uh, who are sustainably conscious and, you know, uh, for safe uh, diamond mining practices. But the art community was like, is this just what you're going to do now with art? You're just going to turn it into ads all the time? It, you know, what else are you hiding that's waiting for a new ad? So the whole combination. Now, the icing on the cake is this campaign is still going right now as we speak i get ads for this campaign with the basquiat in the background it's ridiculous even with all the backlash they just keep it running to be fair you can't blame them for keeping it running because they paid god knows how much to beyonce and her husband so they're going to try and get their money's worth but right now the timing of the campaign may not have been the best. We've literally just come out of the pandemic and the audacity for Beyonce to market pricey gems to the world when many people are struggling to feed themselves and keep a roof over their heads, that is the same audacity that people have, you know, a lot of celebrities have when they post about their huge mansions and gardens, etc. So, for Beyonce, who is normally very private and very discreet, this excessive flaunting of wealth doesn't sit very well with her brand, which is the irony. We know she's rich. We know she's a billionaire or her husband's a billionaire or whatever. However, if you look at Beyonce and um, Jay-Z, Jay-Z doesn't wear, in, in his early days, he used to wear all these massive gold chains. He doesn't do that anymore. He now has his hair in dreads, in locks. He's now talking about black consciousness and generational wealth. So for him to head up a campaign like this, eh, it doesn't sit really, really well. And I think another thing that people may resent is the exclusive nature of diamonds. Everyone knows that, yes, Beyonce is rich, but she kind of makes herself accessible. And how does she do that? We know that you can stream her music, we can go to her concerts, we can buy products from her Ivy Park collection, and all these are affordable. But diamonds are a different class altogether. And again, this is out of the reach of many of her fans. We love that she has a very diverse fan base, not just the super wealthy, but majority of her fandom cannot afford these diamonds. And majority of her fandom are millennials and Gen Zs who don't particularly care for diamonds, especially the way they are mined. So yes, this campaign may be running and running, but no, for us, it was, a, it was two thumbs down for us on Luxury News Weekly. Two thumbs down. And my final thought was, the way they covered it up, essentially, she said, well, I didn't know it was a blood diamond. And that just made me kind of chuckle a bit because at her level of wealth, when you're purchasing diamonds within the, let's say, uh, 10 million plus range, they're all blood diamonds. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, if you're purchasing an old piece, it's, it's going to be a blood diamond. Like, there's no way to really control that. And at her level of wealth, with her taste, 
She knows all about diamonds and where they're from. 100%. Of course she does. That was just a lazy, lazy cover-up. But there's more, folks. We got more stories. We are interrupting this episode to tell you a little bit about the people behind Luxury News Weekly. I'm your host, Simbo Wakatama, the founder and CEO of Volo Bespoke. We personalize jewelry storage for the jewelry you wear. Find me on Instagram or LinkedIn at Simba Wagatama. I'm Elizabeth Solaru, founder and CEO of Luxury Business Emporium and Elizabeth's Cake Emporium. You can find me on LinkedIn as Elizabeth Solaru or on Instagram as Luxury Business Emporium. So what's next? Now, I'm not a big cultural appropriation guy, but this was uh, <laughs> hard to avoid, let's just say that. And it's from a notorious brand, Balenciaga. What are we talking about? Your favorite brand, your fair, your My favorite. favorite, favorite brand <laughs> in the whole wide world. What did they do this time? Okay, they sold sweatpants for $1,190. Now, some might say that's the scandal right there, but no, 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 no. These are sagging sweatpants. So in American culture, for our international listeners, there's a deep association to sagging and the black community and also to like jail and other things or being from the hood. So it's essentially when you low ride your jeans below your boxers. Now Balenciaga recreated this look except they stitched the boxers onto the sweatpants to look like it's always sagging and then sold it to, of course, wealthy people for $1,000. It's kind of satirical. And yeah, so that was why I was like, this is just ridiculous that they could even do this. What is your take, Elizabeth? Well, like some people said, they've gentrified sagging. The irony is that sagging has had serious consequences for lots of young African-American men. So the moment you see one of them sagging, it just, there, there are so many racist connotations from the fact that maybe they are hoodlums, maybe they are gang members, maybe they've been to prison. So you have all these negative, horrible stereotypes associated with sagging. Another thing is that Balenciaga, they have been very, very problematic in the past. They've sparked backlash on Chinese social media where people were actually saying boycott Balenciaga because they discriminate against the Chinese. And that there was a video somewhere that was viewed at least 29 million times. So Balenciaga, they know that doing stunts like this it brings attention and engagement because we know that the emotion that sells the best on social media is anger, which brings, which they generate by being controversial. So Balenciaga is just another brand that is capitalizing of black people and black cultural styles, while at the same time, they are failing to challenge the systematic racism that criminalizes blacks and black clothing trends. The irony, so 
black people are being criminalized for how they wear their clothes, but then you as a brand are trying to profit off that. That is why people felt disgusted by this particular design. Yes, and then the Crocs came soon after the the, the stiletto Crocs. You see, this is not <laughs> this is not. People think I hate Balenciaga. I don't. I actually like Balenciaga. What I don't like is Balenciaga's creative director, Demna Demna Gavasali. Wait, Gavasalia, something like that. Denma, stop it! You've turned Balenciaga into a meme, and I'm not having it anymore. The problem with memes is that, and of course, he's he's had a record of doing this quite well, actually. And I would say a lot of his designs are out there. They're pushy, pushing the boundary. They're moving the conversation. But over and over and over again, the 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 meme trope be, actually makes you look like a meme. And if you keep putting out memes, you're going to make mistakes, like too many mistakes, very cultural, uh, deep cultural mistakes. That's the problem with memes, right? It's a reference of uh, a, a cultural truth or, or or a laugh or something like that. And if you keep doing it long enough, you'll make mistakes. This was one of many, but this time it was just too far, especially coming from my man over here who uh, from, from his entire upbringing has no relation or correlation to U.S. culture or black culture or black people. So... Yeah, that's that's why two thumbs down for me. That's why this is one of my worst stories. Yeah, I completely agree with you about this. And I think that brands have a responsibility beyond just posting a black square saying Black Lives Matter. They have a responsibility way, 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 way beyond that. And they shouldn't be co-signing designs like this and it makes me wonder did nobody sit down because I should imagine as a creative director you will sit down and look at a design and think okay this particular design we're referencing this particular culture you would at least find somebody from that culture to say or do some sort of um um uh what is it called now some sort of like um sampling amongst that culture to say, okay, what do you think about this? And I'm pretty sure they probably didn't do that or didn't bother. And even if they did, I don't think they would have taken the results seriously anyway, because at that level, I think they're too far removed from reality. I think they love for people to tell them what they want to hear. And if there's controversy, if if they, if on the other hand, they are deliberately courting controversy I think that's a massive, massive shame because this is not a long-term strategy for building a great brand. Exactly. I know that uh, we spoke about the fact that they are now the number one brand for this quarter, according to List. But for long term, this is not a great strategy. So Balenciaga, do better. Do better. You heard it from me, and you'll continue hearing it until you do better. <laughs> so now, uh, what's next? I'll tell you what's next. Rolls Royce, what? Now, Rolls Royce and Austin Martin are my two favorite car companies in the world. As far as I'm concerned, they can do no wrong, unless you get Drake involved. So <laughs> here's what happened. 
Drake got a custom Chrome Hearts Rolls Royce. I think it was part of a promotion for his music video or something like that. But Rolls Royce decided, okay, we'll make your car. And on the outside, it looks kind of cool. It's got the Chrome Hearts essence to it. It's kind of dark, you know, black, Chrome Hearts logo rims, blue lights, like neon-esque. It, it looks kind of cool. And then when you open the door, Chrome Hearts threw up all over this car. Is <laughs> how I describe it. They just ruined, a, just throw it away. Just throw it away at this point. You cannot resell this car. It's done. Chrome Hearts like just ruined it. They ruined it for me. It's absolutely dreadful. I remember I was horrified when I saw the interior. One or two discreetly placed logos, great. But it was just dreadful. And the only saving grace is that everything is in black because usually they love color. So they usually would have put all those acid colors or rainbow colors all over the car. So I'm quite grateful for that. But that's the only saving grace. Everything else, it just looks awful. You've got quilted bits. You've got embossed bits. It's just pattern fighting against pattern, in my opinion. So massive, massive, massive two thumbs down for me. And I would have thought that Rolls-Royce would know better. They rarely, rarely make this kind of misstep. And from now on, it just makes me think that they shouldn't be collaborating with brands like Chrome Hearts. They should just not be because they're not in the same space, shall we say. I encourage uh, collaborations between companies that, you know, might be in different spaces sometimes, as long as there's a beautiful blend. But in this case, there was no beautiful blend, just horror. So yeah, for me, this is not good. It is not good. And it, it, it does come to that. The essence of Rolls-Royce is excellence, opulence, right? The essence of Chrome Hearts is anarchy. And you're seeing chaos, meet order. This is what ends up happening, right? So it, it is a mess. Sorry, Drake. You've got plenty other good cars. Just toss this one. Although it was probably free. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> All right. Now, look no further than Chrome Hearts for another worst of the worst for 2021. Okay. This time, it's a stroller that they gifted to Cardi B and Offset, a one of one custom stroller. Now, before they threw up on the interior, this time they threw up on the exterior in color. <laughs> Elizabeth, take it away. I, 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 I sighed um, when I saw this. It's just, it's just dreadful. There was no rhyme or reason. When you look, when you even look at the hearts, the crosses, they were just facing random directions. They weren't even aligned. I don't even understand why you will put multicolor symmetry crosses on a stroller for a baby. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Yes, I know it's a freebie, but are symmetry crosses on a stroller an appropriate gift for a newborn? Like seriously? And this brand 
it's just getting more and more cringe. They've always been cringe, but now it, it looks as if they're just they're just ex- excelling themselves in how cringe they could be. And I know that um, for a number of people who love the brand, it's part of their brand essence. But for me, no, this was this was a, a big giant no, 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 no. If I were Cardi B and Offset, I would have returned this gift. It's a no thanks for me. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, they absolutely it not. probably got given to them with a sack load of money on the inside. You know, like, hey, here's the stroller and some, you know, a little something, something for your trouble. This is a one of one. Okay. Let me, you know, I think I've ranted enough about Chrome Hearts from just a purely look and feel. Let me get a little bit technical as to why this is a horrible, just a product in general. For a one of one, you have the time to put attention to detail that you would never, ever, ever put into something. Okay, so first, clearly, very clearly, they just took a random stroller, all right? And then they customized it. This is not a Chrome Hearts stroller. This is a customized stroller from some other company that they've just slapped on uh, their logo. Second of all, like you said, the embroidered chrome uh, heart logo, the embroidered crosses are going in every which way direction, meaning they just took out a long piece of fabric and embroidered them all together and then cut the pieces and then decided where they should go. That's exactly what you don't do for a one-of-one custom job. For a one-of-one custom job, Every single detail has to be immaculate. You're aligning the stitching. You're aligning the threads. The panels have to match. The the crosses should not be um, cut off by other uh, by by seams. You're you're making sure that you you actually put attention. This is a luxury good, but they gave it zero attention, zero thought. It's so inconsistent. So that's the technical, and it's just ugly. So there's that, and all the other concerns you'd mentioned. Two thumbs down, Chrome Hearts. Come on, guys. Uh, I just sigh because uh, the thing is, though, some of the symbolisms that they use is actually the fleur de lis. And the fleur de lis is actually a very aristocratic symbol. So they could have done something with that rather than the crosses. Yes, I know that they're known for the crosses, but they could have done something really regal, imperial, with the fleur-de-lis. But yes, it's the cemetery crosses in every random direction, in every dreadful colour, I must say, that they've slapped on a pram. Not good. Do better. Do better. Actually, uh, we're talking about Chrome Hearts. Yeah, so do what you want. Do, better. <laughs> do what you want. We don't care. <laughs> do, what, do what you want. But as long as you don't go anywhere near our favorite brands, yeah. we're happy. No more collabs, okay? Just stay. Just do what you want. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you how to run your business. Just keep it away from the brands we love, you know? Exactly. Now, speaking of collaborations, because <laughs> it's always collaborations that sound good on paper that make these brands make mistakes. One of the most prestigious watch brands, AP Automa Piguet. You would think they will never, ever, ever make a bad watch. 
But no, for $5.2 million, you get a child's Black Panther watch. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I, I, I think the first time we saw the watch, we were in shock. I thought it was a toy watch. I honestly thought it was one of those watches that you can pick up from Toys R Us or from just a toy store. And to think that so much attention and ma material, I mean, the cost of material alone, the man hours that probably went into it only to come up with this, right from the beginning, the design was whack. The design was just not <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I, And again, for me, the straps, no, I am not a watch person. However, I noticed that the straps... The face, anyone can slap on an image of the Black Panther crouching. And it was actually, um, to me, reminded me of like a Spider-Man pose. Yeah. Not a Black Panther pose. So, you know, they couldn't even have done the cross, the cross um, arm Wakanda forever pose. So there was, there was a lot going on and a lot wrong with this. And everything from design to color to... Fabric, the, the whole thing is just not working for me. So for me, this was a massive two thumbs down. <laughs> yeah, two thumbs down. And you know what's funny that I'm noticing now? Like, so to describe this watch, okay, it's um, the face is kind of like a chrome black, um, maybe like a gunmetal black. And then they've got a purple... Um, a purple insect yeah. thing, like a dial. Yeah, like yeah, a dial. Yeah, yeah. And then um, the numerals are in Marvel's um, uh, kind of font that they use for their cartoons. And then there's Black Panther spreading his legs. And in the middle of his legs is a spring. Is the, <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And then... They've got this very unroyal purple, if that's even a word. This is just a weird purple um, rubber strap. And this is the royal oak that they're taking this off of. The most prestigious and iconic watch. This is, it's disgusting. Oh my goodness. Anyways, uh, what is it made out of? It was made out of... Um, because this is expensive. Like, this is one of the more expensive watches uh, by far. And I think LeBron James wore it. Um, okay, so this is what it's made from. The case is made out of sandblasted titanium. They've got a black ceramic bezel for the crown. And the actual Black Panther is made out of white gold. So that's why it's so expensive. But, you know, if Walmart made this watch, I would just buy it from them. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I mean, I think this is the market they're aiming for. They're probably aiming for the collect the Marvel fan who's made quite a bit of money and who is looking to invest in Marvel stroke AP memorabilia. And in theory, it sounded perfect. It sounds perfect on paper. It really sounds perfect. It's a. It could have been a dream collaboration, 
I love that they referenced the color purple because when you watch the film, the plant that gives a superhuman strength is actually purple. And you see the, 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 the shaman or the shaman, he was actually wearing purple as well at one point. So I can understand that the color referencing, etc. However, why spend millions to produce a cheap looking watch? And that is a question that they haven't answered satisfactorily. Exactly. And I'm reading a lot of the comments. Everyone, <laughs> some of the funniest comments, someone's like, they should have just made it an NFT and be done with it. <laughs> you know, that's the ultimate insult. Yeah. And, and uh, someone else was like, I think people here are mostly upset with the literal interpretation and not the affiliation itself. And that is it. I love yes. the idea of a Black Panther automobile. They could have done the exact same materials, different design. You know, the the nice black titanium kind of links to the vibranium. It's an interpretation. But when you put Black Panther spreading himself for for the turbion, it, it, it like what are you doing? <laughs> Absolutely. It's it's gimmicky. It's gimmicky. There is no design interpretation. No, not I think that is that is what upset people. We expected better anyone can slap an image on something or anyone can slap a 3d 2d image on something you need a lovely interpretation and they did not do that like somebody said it's a watch that you would find in a happy meal <laughs> yeah. and i think that that describes it beautifully yes beautifully so beautiful well those have been your worst of the worst stories for 2021 brought to you by us don't forget to follow us on social and keep up with us on every major audio platform every single week.